shot, tip, score! Time now for Kings Talk, where you, the listeners, call in with your questions and comments after every L.A. Kings playoff game. Tell Nick and Daryl what's on your mind. Give yourselves a big hand. You're the best. Call us at 877-KINGS-20. That's 877-KINGS-20. We'll also take a look at the stars of the game, the game highlights, and the playoff scoreboard. Kings Talk at 877-KINGS-20. Exclusively right here on the Kings iHeart Audio Network. And hi again, everybody. Uh, Nick Nixon, uh, Daryl Evans, back here in the broadcast booth at Rogers Place, where the Kings rally. They were shut out through two periods, trailing 2 nothing, but they rallied three in the third and win it in overtime and a goal from Alex Iafalo at 9-19. Arvidsson and Kopitar with the assist. It was a game, Daryl, where, uh, and we mentioned this uh, after the goal was scored, some of the big boys, particularly Kopitar and Kempe, just got better and better, more effective as the game wore on. Yeah, I think when you go back to that first period, the Oilers dominated that period and arguably could have been ahead by more than a couple of goals. Uh, the Kings really could get nothing going physically. The Oilers took the game to the Kings. They outhit the Kings. They won a special teams battle in the first period. And it took the Kings a while into that second period to finally get settled in and get into a little bit of a rhythm. They kind of weathered the storm, but still weren't creating the scoring chances they needed. And because of that, they hadn't scored a goal yet. But once that third period started and they got that early goal four-on-four, that seemed to give them a little bit of life. And then that life was taken out of them when the Oilers came back and got another goal to open up a two-goal lead. But a resilient group. And, you know, you turn to your big boys to get the job done. And they were led by so many of their big guys, Kempe, Kopitar up front, and even Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson, those guys back on the blue line, did an outstanding job. And Ayafalo, who had seven power play goals during the season, he comes up with a huge one here to give the Kings the victory in OT. Yeah, the Kings. A couple of things uh, to mention that uh, maybe we'll read about or hear about from the Edmonton side uh, tomorrow. But uh, when it was 3-1 to one Edmonton, McDavid and Dreisaitl have a two-on-one. McDavid had... A clear path to the net from the left circle. Tried to make a pass to Dreisaitl. It was broken up, and the Kings come back, and Kempe scores. And then there was a play where we thought it was offside. Yeah, they let Arvidsson it go, was going in. And, yep. and they iced it. Yep. And the faceoff was back in the Edmonton end, and the Kings wound up getting a goal off the draw. Yeah, they changed so, lines and brought the unit out. And, yeah, yeah. and it's like you say, little things like that. And we mentioned at that time, we both said it, Nick, that, that you know, that might come back to, you know, yep. to haunt them, and uh, in this case, it did. 877-KINGS-20. Uh, we will hear in the show from Zach Dooley, who's down there listening to the coaches and the players. We'll get their reaction through Zach a little bit later on. Let's get you a trivia question, and winners of our trivia get a pair of tickets to a future Kings game. Okay, we're in the Stanley Cup playoffs, so we want to know... Who holds the record for the most Stanley Cups as a player who did not play for Montreal? Who holds the record for most Stanley Cups as a player who did not play for Montreal? Of course, the Canadians have won by far the most Stanley Cups of any franchise. 877-KINGS-20, give us a call. Three stars of the game. Our third star, Daryl, goes to Adrian Kempe. Yeah, Adrian Kempe had an outstanding game. When the Kings could really find no offense, who do you turn to? Your leading goal scorer through the course of the year. And what a goal he scored on his first one, that backhand that he put upstairs. And then the second goal that he scored, did a great job chasing down that puck. His byfield put the puck into open ice, and he sent the puck past the goaltender.
Leonard Skinner. So he had a big impact on the game. His legs, his forecheck, he really helped the Kings get things back on track. 41 goals in the regular season, a career high. And tonight he adds his first two and uh, wound up with eight shots on goal to lead everybody on the Kings. He had four shots that were blocked. So Kempe, he's learned that if you shoot, you score. If you shoot a lot, you score a lot. Adrian Kempe, two goals, star number three. Leon Dreisaitl, uh, two goals likewise, star number two. Yeah, Dreisaitl had a really strong 200-foot game for the Oilers. Strong in the face-off circle, 63% in that regard. 20 and a half minutes of ice time. He led the Oilers in shots on goal with six. The second goal they scored, just a great individual effort off the face-off, taking the puck behind the net getting himself into a position. He threw the backhand at the net and then had the presence of mind to swing out up high to just kind of see where that play was going to develop into. He found a loose puck, put it back into the net, and that was a big goal for the Oilers at that time, giving them back their two-goal lead. But real solid game by Dreisaitl, their most effective player. 52-goal score in the regular season. So uh, the second and third stars, two players who led their respective teams, well, didn't lead their respective teams. Kempe led his team in goals. Dreisaitl was second to McDavid this year, but he had 52. Number one star, a hand in all four goals. The wily old vet, the captain, Andre Kopitar, yeah, star just, number one. Just like a good bottle of wine gets better with age, and Kopitar, he, uh, you know, he just finds a way to get it done. Uh, he does so many little things through the course of the game, protecting the puck, activating his wingers, being in the right spot all the time. Very limited mistakes by Kopitar, and he, tonight he found himself in the right place on so many occasions, making good plays and factors in on all four goals, and he's the game's first star. He wound up taking 33 draws as a team. The Kings took 73, so not nearly half. That's really no surprise. He was 17-16, and 16, but a four-point game for Andre Kopitar, a goal and three assist star number one as the Kings win it here in overtime 4-3. 877-KINGS-20. Road playoff Kings talk tonight. Give us a call. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more and try and give away some tickets. 4-3 Kings, the final in overtime. We'll be right back. New vehicles are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. Powerful new Camrys, adventurous new RAV4s, rugged new Tacomas, even stylish new Corollas. And with great end-of-summer savings, there are incredible deals on many of Toyota's most popular models. So get a special lease or low APR on the Toyota you've always wanted. See your Toyota dealer today or visit toyota.com. We make it easy. Toyota, let's go places. You. Y-O-U. Three little letters to make a very small word. That means so many things, because no you is ever one single thing. You. If put at the start, starts to change everything. everything. To begin a sentence, begin, begin with, with you. you. Kind of makes you wonder how, how big, big you can become when you comes first. Every you at the center of what we do. Blue Shield of California. The Stanley Cup Playoffs Bracket Challenge presented by GEICO is back. The best time of the year has finally arrived. The quest for the hardest trophy to win in sports has officially begun. It's time to see if you can predict the playoffs. Create and join leagues to test your skills against friends and family to see if you can predict the next Stanley Cup champion. 
16 teams, one cup. Sign up now at NHL.com slash bracket. Your L.A. Kings are headed back to the playoffs. Single game tickets for round one of the playoffs are on sale now as your Kings take on the Edmonton Oilers. Be there for the energy and excitement of playoff hockey in downtown L.A. The bump by field centers. Kopitar scores! Head to LAKings.com slash playoffs to secure your seats today. L.A. Kings playoffs are presented by Toyota, Yamava Resort and Casino at San Manuel and Jameson. Go Kings, go! This is Kings Talk, your post-game reaction to L.A. Kings hockey. Call 877-KINGS-20 on the L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network. Come from behind, win in overtime for the Kings in game one against the Oilers. Alex Iafalo at 9-19 of overtime. The Kings win at 4-3. Let's get to the phones. Uh, we begin with Grant in Whittier, 877-KINGS-20. Hi, Grant. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. How about you? Good now that that stressful game's over. <laughs> what was stressful about it? We had them all the way. Uh, being down <laughs> being down two multiple times, um, not being able to... There were a couple things, but I don't want to take up a whole lot of time. Um, so my comments tonight, I'd like to talk about... He wasn't one of the uh, three stars of the games, but I want to talk about Victor Arvinson tonight. Yeah, um, you know, he ended the season strong, one of the more effective uh, and productive Kings forwards. Uh, carried it over here tonight. Nice setup on the game winner in OT. Had an assist on the tying goal late in the third period. I think a big thing with Arvidsson, uh, Grant, is that he, he's feeling good. He couldn't work out last summer. He had back surgery, and yeah. we kind of talked to him throughout the season, and it wasn't until maybe the... Maybe the all-star break, I think, where he felt he was up to speed with the rest of the NHL. It's tough when you play some preseason games and you start the regular season and you haven't had your regular training to keep up with everybody at the NHL level. But Arvidsson hung in there. He became a productive player, even though, to his own admission, he was 100%. But, boy, he's on top of his game now. This is the best he's played the last maybe four weeks last month of the season yeah and you look at you know the impact he had on tonight's game a couple of assists and uh he ends up second on the kings in forwards in ice time played just under 24 minutes the only one who played more up front was his line mate philip Deneau, who played about 35 seconds more than he did so, so, he's, so he's feeling good <laughs> yeah so he's feeling good exactly and of course drew dowdy led the team with 27 minutes yeah. and 20 seconds but uh, i thought arvidson you know especially in a game like this with which was physical he took a lot of contact. He dished a lot out. He showed up in all the battles along the boards. His tenacity, he's, he's tough to play against. He just keeps coming at you, and that's why that line is so effective. Not, none of the guys in that line, Moore, know. none of them are Iverson. None of them are big bodies, but they just come at you, all three of them at the same time. They make themselves available, and they move the puck around. They're, they're all unselfish, and they had a huge impact on the game. Even though they didn't figure in in any of the goals themselves, like scoring them, they had a big part. Grant, well, what do you think about? about yeah, what do you think about his play? What's your What's your take well, on? The great thing about Arvinson is is not just his playoff experience in Nashville, but missing out on that series. You could tell that he wanted to play last year and he couldn't. So being able to have him out there, and there were a couple of scenarios down in the uh, down in the blue paint where he wanted the puck, and you could tell he wants to be out there. He wants to contribute. 
Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, and he's got the playoff experience. Uh, and guys like that make differences in games. Uh, he was out of last year's series, as was Drew Doughty. And Daryl talked about the ice time. Arvidsson, uh, almost 24 minutes. And Doughty, uh, just over 27 in this overtime game. Arvidsson, 62 games of playoff experience, fourth most on uh, the Kings' current roster. So good for him. Uh Playing the other, well and uh, the other thing I'd like to the other thing I'd like to add with Arvinson too is he put up a pretty good goal number this year, but he doesn't have to score to be effective. His passing, the way he moves the puck, he does he can contribute in so many ways. It's, yeah, yeah, he's not just a it. yeah, he's not just a goal scorer or a passer or a shooter. Uh, he's a complete forward, at least uh, from what we've seen the last couple of years. Grant, understand you've won tickets before, right? Yes. Okay, so I'll pass uh, on the trivia question for you. But thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs. 877-KINGS-20. Kings and OT win it. 4-3, take a one nothing lead in the series. Let's go to Steve in Laguna next up. Hi, Steve. Welcome. Hey, guys. Great win tonight. Uh, just wanted to know uh, your overall thoughts. After the, the first and second period, did uh, you or Daryl really think that the Kings could pull something out? I mean, it looked like it was going to be uh, 50-50 if they even scored tonight. Yeah, well, Edmonton controlled the first period for sure. They took the 2 nothing lead. They were physical. Kings could not muster much offensively. And I think getting that goal early in the third period when it was 2-0 uh, for Edmund gave the Kings a little hope, a little spark. Now, they went down by two goals again, but they rallied, and their, their power play finally came through. The power play tied it and won it for them here tonight. Yeah, and I think, when, you know, when you go back to, you know, the first point, period, I thought the Kings got kind of, you know, they, they were like a deer in the headlights out there. Physically, the Oilers kept finishing their checks, and the Kings just seemed to be a step behind the entire time. That's not to say a lot of teams end up like that against the Oilers because of the speed that they have as individuals, but the speed that they play with as a team. I thought in the second period they settled things down a little bit, but I wasn't 100% sure whether it was the new Oilers that we're looking at there were more comfortable playing with a lead and weren't, weren't going to go out there and exchange chances with you. They were going to protect the lead. And then in the third period, that early goal was huge for the Kings. Uh, that changed things. It got them a little bit of a momentum. The Oilers did steal that momentum back, but the power play finally connected and uh, ends up getting the job done in the extra period. It was persistence. This is a resilient group. We've seen it a lot. And the NHL is not like it used to be, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Two-goal lead, in, you know, in a period is, is nothing, uh, you know, even in a postseason. So uh, give the Kings their mark. Corpusalo come up with some timely saves. And the Kings got a couple of breaks here and there. So they found a way uh, to get a win, and, and that's all that matters. They won game one here in this building last year, 4-3. Philip Denoa goal late in the third period. They win game one here this year in overtime, 4-3. Steve, you want to crack at our trivia question? Yeah, I would love it. Okay, I'm going to give you some uh, some names here. Who holds the record for most Stanley Cups as a player who did not play for Montreal? Henri Richard won 11 Stanley Cups as a player, played his entire career with the Montreal Canadiens. That, the 11 is the record. But who won the most Stanley Cups who did not play for Montreal? Was it Marc Messier, Kevin Lowe, Larry Hillman, Red Kelly, or Dave Keon? 
Oh, uh, I'll go with uh, with Dave Keon. No, incorrect. As we had someone in the press box yell out the. Uh, you want two tickets to a future Kings game? <laughs> you got them on Friday night. <laughs> I'm yelling down at the uh, color analyst for Edmonton uh, Radio. Heard our question. He yelled out the answer. But apparently, Steve, you didn't hear it. Unfortunately, Dave Keon, no, he won four cups in his career, all with the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, thanks for the call, 877-KINGS-20. Let's go to Joe in Whittier. Up next, uh, Kings Talk 877-KINGS-20. Hi, Joe. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. What's up? Well, I was just wondering who you thought was like the toughest uh, player tonight for Edmonton that we had the toughest time with. Leon Dreisaitl. I thought he was outstanding. Yep. Uh, won a face-off, and you don't see a, a centerman win a draw, have the puck by winning the draw himself take it behind the net, walk out, get a chance, get his own rebound and score. You don't see that. That was a great individual yeah. effort, but he was their best in the circle for most of the game, had two goals. Um, yeah, I thought he was their best forward. Yeah, I thought he was outstanding. I think in the early part of the game, Connor McDavid's speed was very evident out there. He drew a couple of penalties right off the bat that led to a power play goal for them. I thought he put a lot of pressure upon the Kings' defense. I thought the Kings reacted and changed the way they played against him, not giving him as much space. But Leon Dreisaitl, he might not be as quick as Connor McDavid, but he's definitely a more powerful, stronger, bigger body to contain when you come up against him. And he just muscles and bulls his way into, into situations. And that showed, especially on that second goal. He was playing hurt for virtually the entire playoffs last year for Edmonton. Played all 16 games. He had 32 points. And he wasn't near 100%. Seven goals, 25 assists. All right. Um, you want a chance at our trivia question, my friend? Sure, I would. But can I just make a, a quick comment also about yeah. uh, the team? Sure. Well, you know, the, the Kings really today, they really had their A-team out there with the point. And I'm talking about Adrian, Anje, and Arvidsson. Yeah. I like it. I like the way you think, my friend. The A-team, we're going to steal that from you. We'll use it. We're going to use it on the pregame show. Just 10% commission. That's all I want. I'll give you that, Joe. All right. Here's the question. You ready? I am ready. Okay. Who holds the record for most Stanley Cups as a player who did not play for Montreal? Here are the choices. Mark Messier, Kevin Lowe, Larry Hillman, Red Kelly, or Dave Keon? I hope it's Red Kelly. You hope it's Red Kelly. Why do you hope it's Red Kelly? <laughs> because it's Red Kelly that I win some tickets to the future <laughs> yeah, There you go. Yeah, it's Red Kelly. He won eight, yes. he won eight Stanley Cups. Uh, do you know who he won them with? I won eight tickets for each game. What? <laughs> no. Do you know? <laughs> do you know which teams Red Kelly won his eight Stanley Cups with? Well, my wife Teresa says it's uh, Detroit and Toronto. Yeah. Well, you got a smart wife there, my friend. Yeah. And what's interesting? <laughs> what makes Red Kelly to me one of the great players in the history of the game? He won four cups in Detroit early in his career as a defenseman. 
He gets traded to Toronto. They move him to center ice to shut down the Canadian centerman. He wins four more cups as a forward in Toronto. Red Kelly's the right answer. Joe, stay yep. on the line and give yes, Jeff sir. give uh, Jeff your uh, info, and we'll get you a couple of tickets to a future Kings game. All right, thanks for calling. The A-team was on, according to Joe. Yeah, I like it. Adrian, Arvidsson, Anjay, beautiful. 4-3, Kings in overtime on a goal by AI. Alex, could have put Alex in there, too. Yep. The A-team, yeah. Uh, well, if you go by the A's, the first names, A's, all got the goals. Adrian, Anjay, and I follow Alex, Alex. Okay, we'll take a break. 877-KINGS-20. Kings up one game to none. Game two here on Wednesday. Kings talk from Rogers Place. We will be right back. New vehicles are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. Powerful new Camrys, adventurous new RAV4s, rugged new Tacomas, even stylish new Corollas. And with great end-of-summer savings, there are incredible deals on many of Toyota's most popular models. So get a special lease or low APR on the Toyota you've always wanted. See your Toyota dealer today or visit toyota.com. We make it easy. Toyota, let's go places. Today, with so much uncertainty in our lives, it's understandable to feel stressed, anxious, worried, or frustrated. It's normal, but it's easy to check your stress and get help for your mental health with free resources from CalHOPE. Make a game plan by calling our warm line at 833-317-4673 or try our secure and confidential live chat today at calhope.org. CalHOPE, official partner of the L.A. Kings. U. Y. O. U. Three little letters to make a very small word. That means so many things because no U is ever one single thing. U. If put at the start, starts to change everything. everything. To begin a sentence, begin, begin with, with you. you. Kind of makes you wonder how, how big you can become when you comes first. Every you at the center of what we do. Blue Shield of California. The LA Kings play here. Score! Valley Sports West. Patrick Goal! And now you have more wings to watch than ever with your service provider. To win it! Or with the all new Valley Sports Plus, available on the Valley Sports app. Oh, what a setup! Valley Sports West. Your home for L.A. Kings Hockey. This is Kings Talk, your post-game reaction to L.A. Kings Hockey. Call 877-KINGS-20 on the L.A. Kings iHeart Audio Network. In the broadcast booth in Edmonton, the Kings take game one in overtime by a score of 4-3. to three. They had trailed 2-0 after two periods. Uh, Kempe with two, Kopitar with one, and Aya follow with the overtime winner. Shots in overtime favored Edmonton 11-4 for the game. They had 40 shots on Corpusalo making his Kings playoff debut. Kings had 35 shots on Stuart Skinner making his NHL playoff debut. All right, three other first-round series got underway tonight, and uh, let's get you caught up. 
Well, tonight in Carolina, the Hurricanes, on a strength of a pair of power play goals, they defeat the Islanders by a score of 2-1. to one. Ajo and Nason, the goal scorers for Carolina. Nason's goal being the game winner. The Burns had a couple of assists. Hurricanes went 2-4 for four in the power play. Pollock, the lone goal for the Islanders. He also had a game-high nine hits. The final score, the Hurricanes win game one, 2-1. to one. In Boston, the Bruins over the Panthers, 3-1. to one. Pasternak, Marchand, and DeBrusque, the goal scorers for the Bruins. Bertuzzi had a couple of assists for Florida. Kachuk, the lone goal. Final score in game one, the Bruins take a 1-0 lead, 3-1. to one. In Dallas, a final just in, in double overtime. The Minnesota Wild have taken game one of the series. Hartman with the overtime winner, 12-20 into the second overtime. The other goal scorers for Minnesota, Kaprizov and Steele for Dallas. They had a pair of power play goals. Hints and Robertson, the final score in game one in Dallas in double overtime. The Wild defeat the Stars by a score of 3-2. to two. And the other four series will get underway tomorrow night. And, of course, the Kings and Oilers uh, will play game two here on Wednesday. All right, 877-KINGS-20. Let's get to the phones again. Mitchell in Maryland, our buddy Mitchell next up on the show. Hi, Mitchell. How are you? Okay. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. Thank you. Uh, listen, just a quick comment. Uh, uh, please please caution uh, your, your opposite number. I, I actually like their team, their, their broadcasting team, but, you know, they shouldn't have done that. You know, uh, <laughs> that was really kind of uh, to, to yell out the answer. But at any <laughs> rate, um, um, I was just wondering, uh, with uh, the attention that's been given, and, and I'll be honest, I, <laughs> I kind of slept through a good bit of the game, but um, with the attention that's been given to uh, how the Oilers' uh, defense has improved, uh, vis-a-vis uh, last year or even earlier this year. Um, what what was your just your general sense of um, their their defensive coverage uh, of the Kings, uh, you know, overall tonight? Well, it was a good start, not such a good finish, uh, but the Kings did get those late power plays, uh, the one late in the game, uh, Bouchard for high-sticking, uh, the Kings pulled the goaltender at a six-on-four advantage and scored there. Uh, and then they had a power play awarded to them in overtime when uh, DeHarnay got called for tripping Lazat. Uh, so, yeah, they just, you know, Edmonton's a better team than they've been in the past. I mean, they came in as the hottest team in the NHL. Uh, I don't know what they're going to attribute the Kings' comeback to, but, you know, it's it's a team that's, learned how to play the game in different ways and succeed in different ways. So it's disappointing for them, obviously. But, hey, look at last year. They were down one nothing when Deneau got a goal late in the third period, and Kings won that game 4-3. So you, you park it and you move on. Yeah, just one yeah. game in a series again, and you got you got to get to four. And uh, I think the Oilers are a better team defensively. There's a lot more responsible play on behalf of the entire team. I think Ekholm back on the blue line gives him size. And let's face it, uh, you know, through 40 minutes of play, you could probably count on one hand the grade-A scoring chances that the Kings had. Uh, they took advantage of a couple of power plays late and then into overtime, and that was the difference in the hockey game. When you play in the playoffs, a lot of games are one-goal games. You win special teams battle, you find a way to win the top, and that's exactly what happened for the Kings tonight. 
Mitchell, okay. thanks for the call. I appreciate it. We've got to move on. 877-KINGS-20. Let's go to Robert in Cleveland next up. Hi, Robert. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good evening. Or actually here, it's good morning. Yeah. Um, although I'm, I, I really don't think I'm going to go to sleep anytime soon after this game. <laughs> this is incredible. So you're going to make a comment with, you know, with regard to just the, the opposite number, the uh, Edmonton announcers who announced uh, the winner. Um, I think that earns them a uh, an unsportsmanlike to start uh, in game number two. So, that, yeah, I, I wonder if they maybe yeah, Jay Woodcroft yeah. might not. Anyways, yeah, kind of with all of the improvements in Edmonton's uh, defense, you know, it took the, the Kings a period and a half effectively to score four goals. So, you know, that's uh, something that I that wasn't lost. You know, I don't think it should be lost on any of us. That it, it, in spite of their improvements, uh, I think part of this probably can also be attributed to the fact that the Kings, uh, they don't seem to be phased by falling behind. And that's something I think even that happened way back in 2012. That same team, if they got behind, they didn't care. They, they, it didn't bother them. They they were very resilient, and uh, if they got down, uh, so what? They just they would just keep on the the relentless style of play and uh, would come back. You always have to believe in your own game. Uh, you know that's always important. The game is a different game than it was back in 2012. There's a lot more end to end stuff, but I think we see the playing field get back to the way it was back then. Playoff games are always tighter checking. You know, look at this game. There's 100 hits combined between the two teams. A lot more physical out there. Uh, you know, it's it's a matter of breaks, and you got to create your own breaks. But they are a resilient group. Uh, you know, you look at when you take a look at superstars. The Edmonton Oilers have guys like Drysaddle and McDavid that they jump out to the forefront. Whatever any building they go in, people that watch the Kings on a night-to-night basis and over the years. Learn to appreciate guys like Andre Kopitar, his complete 200-foot game. Drew Doughty, his complete 200-foot game. Adrian Kempe, the level that he's gotten to. Statistically, they don't show up you know, in the top five, six guys in the league, but their value to their team is so great. And that's what makes this team a special team is the resiliency and the contributions from different guys in different situations. They're, they're growing. Uh, they definitely missed Fiala Velarde out there in a game like this, even though they found a way to win the game. Puck possession offensive threat uh, they make the Kings that much more dangerous so credit the Kings for you know again a little bit under man tonight but they found a way to get the job done yeah I was, I, that's something I was thinking about just now that with regards to uh, the absence of those two yeah the Kings managed to take this game here minus those two important cogs and uh, I don't know we you can't you can't rely upon them coming back. Uh, Todd's not going to say anything. He's not going to offer any information, and so we won't know. I guess probably until you see him on the ice, or probably in a. I guess uh, maybe once you see them without the red jersey, uh, if we hopefully get that far. Yeah, well, well, we'll see. We'll see the way it plays out. Uh, you know, the team scheduled team scheduled to practice uh, tomorrow, and we'll see what happens. See if we we get any updates in that regard. Um, you know, and we'll go from there. But, uh, again, at this stage, coaches don't worry about the guys that aren't in the lineup. They worry about the guys that are in that locker room, the guys, the cards that they're dealt with. Those are the guys that are going to play that particular game. And that's the only way they can focus. That's the way you have to move on. Uh, you can feel sorry for yourself. 
you got to remember last year in the playoff series, series that went seven games with the same Oiler team, Kings were without Doughty, without Iverson, and they found a way to win three games in that series. So, uh, you know, credit to the guys that are in there, and that's the guys that you got to cheer for right now. Robert, as always, uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest much. of the playoffs. Okay, 4-3, the Kings win it in overtime and a goal from Alex Iafalo. Joined now before we uh, sign off by Zach Dooley, the Kings beat reporter. Zach was uh, downstairs in the Kings locker room. He's going to give us a little insight. Zach, um, obviously a happy bunch of guys the way they came back. Uh, what are some of the takeaways you got from, we'll start with Coach Todd McClellan. Certainly a happy bunch for sure. And as Todd McClellan, as coaches often do, it's on to game two. But very happy in the moment with how the Kings played in game one. Uh, the biggest takeaway from Todd and I think from the players was that when the game was 2-0 to zero in the first period, it might have been easy to open the game up and to not play the way that the Kings play. But they felt as a group that they knew they couldn't do that against Edmonton. They stuck with the game plan at 2-0. They stuck with the game plan at 3-1. And that eventually allowed them to get back into the game 3-2, to two, tie the game 3-3, three, three, and eventually win it in overtime 4-3. to three. So the, Todd very happy with how the group played structurally. They stuck to the system. They stuck to the way that the LA Kings play. And I think that was the biggest takeaway for me. Very happy with Jonas Corposalo's play, complimentary of Alex Iafalo, of Adrian Kempe, of Andre Kopitar. Um, overall, very good night. Um, Todd McClellan felt as much. And now, you know, he talked about how last year the pace and the competition escalated in game two, and the Kings weren't quite ready for it. He's hopeful that'll change here this year. Yeah, yeah. And that's something the Kings, when they were a healthy bunch before uh, the injury started to creep in, especially when they lost Edler for a few games and Mikey Anderson. Uh, but the Kings were a sound defensive team, and you're right. Uh, they, they didn't open things up. They weren't looking for the long home run pass to get a quick goal. They just stuck to their guns. They did, for sure, and, and it allowed them to get into situations where they could capitalize on special teams. And the power play didn't do a heck of a lot early, but it got the goal six on four, and then it got the goal five on four in overtime. Speaking with Alex Iafalo, he talked about how his only thought there was to just get loose in the slot. He eventually found a, a pocket. Um, Adrian Kempe said he didn't feel like the Kings shot the puck enough on their first four power plays of the game. He felt that that changed on that last one with the six on four, and obviously it changed with the five on four in overtime. So a shooting mentality was used a little bit more down the stretch. Both Kempe and Iafalo spoke about that, and it allowed the Kings to capitalize on special teams. We saw what happened last year in this series. Edmonton dominated on special teams. Tonight it's two power play goals and a four on four goal. And as we know, special teams can swing games, and the group was pretty happy with how they were able to respond on, on the power play tonight. All right, good stuff. Zach Dooley, the Kings beat reporter, with uh, some insight from the uh, Kings side uh, after the game ended, talking to some players and Coach Todd McClellan. Thanks, Zach. Thank you, Nick. All right, uh, before we say goodnight, some of the highlights in this one. Uh, Kings down 2 nothing after two periods. Dreisaitl and Bouchard with first period power play goals. And the comeback started early in period number three. And in on left wing around one man to the net. McDavid for Dreisaitl. But the pass broken up. Fans wanted McDavid to shoot the other way. Kempe in the zone. In the middle, a backhander. He scores! Adrian Kempe with a backhand chance from between the circles. Deflects it in off Stuart Skinner. The goal coming with both teams 
Shia Skater. 52 seconds into the third period. Kings have cut the Oilers' lead in half. Oilers in front, 2-1. to one. On Kempe's goal, his third career playoff goal, Roy and Kopitar earning the assist. But at 8.46, Leon Dreisaitl with a great individual effort, and the Oilers regain the two-goal lead. 2-1 to one Edmonton, 11.23 left in regulation. Dreisaitl in on the draw, wins it from Kopitar, moves behind the net, walks out, backhander, in tight, save is made, puck still alive, shot, Dreisaitl scores! He never gave up on it. Dreisaitl won the draw from Kopitar, moved behind the net with the puck, walked out, Corpusalo made a great stop in tight, the puck was loose, the Kings were trying to clear the puck, but Dreisaitl was the one that found it and buries it. His second goal of the game makes it 3-1 Edmonton. Yeah, great individual effort. Uh, Kane with the assist. The goal at 8.46. So the Oilers back up 3-1 midway through period number three. But three minutes after that goal, the Kings made it a one-goal game again. Kopitar back out there with Kempe and Byfield and off the draw. Byfield to Kempe, who shoots and scores! Adrian Kempe got the pass from Byfield at the right circle. Quick release, let the shot go down low. His second goal of the game... And the Kings are to within one once again. With 8.37 left in regulation, the Oilers' lead is now 3-2. to two. And Kempe with uh, career playoff goal number four. Byfield is first career playoff point, and Kopitar with the assist. And then the game was winding down, and Bouchard uh, clipped Trevor Moore with a high stick at 18-10. And the Kings had the power play, and as expected, with time winding down they also pulled the goaltender so it was a six on four he's down by kopitar leaves it for arvidson on the left wing side arvidson tied up oilers clear held in dowdy across right circle shot taken and it's wide of the net shot uh, from Deneau. now arvidson for dowdy to arvidson left circle moving down low feeds it across shot score kopitar tips it in The shot from the right circle was deflected. Skinner got a piece of it. It was loose, and Kopitar knocks it home. With 16.7 seconds left in regulation, the Kings' third goal of the period has tied the game at three. And for the captain career playoff goal number 23, Deneau and Arvidsson earning the assist, and that forced the overtime. And in overtime... The puck was inside the Kings line. DeHarnay couldn't keep it in. It deflected past him down the ice, and he turned. Lazat was racing for the puck. There was a loose stick on the ice, and DeHarnay got caught for tripping, tripping Lazat, and that gave the Kings the power play, the penalty at 9.03, and the Kings with a man advantage. We're able to wrap up the victory. The winning goal coming at 9-19. Here we go. Face off. Winds up behind the net. Arvidsson on it. For Kobitar, left wing boards to Arvidsson behind the net. In overtime on a power play to Kobitar. 
to Dowdy in the middle. To Kopitar, left circle to the goal line. Arvidsson centers. Score! Alex Ayafalo wins it in overtime. It's a power play goal. Great, quick puck movement by the Kings. They worked it down low. A touch pass by Arvidsson to Ayafalo in front. Who buries it? The Kings take game one here in Edmonton. A game where they trailed two to nothing and three to one. They were down by that three to one score in the third period. They rally to win it in overtime. A power play goal at 9-19 by Alex Ayafalo. His first career playoff overtime goal. The Kings take game one. Four to three. Yeah, and Arvidsson and Kopitar with the assist. Kopitar's fourth point of the game, and the Kings are up one game to none. Thanks, everybody, for participating tonight. Had some uh, good calls. We'll have another road playoff Kings talk after game two here on Wednesday. Right now, we want to thank our producers tonight, Jeff Cabin, Jerry Dombrowski. And game two is here Wednesday. In Southern California, face-off at 7 p.m., our coverage at 6.30 with the pregame right here on your home for Kings hockey, all playoffs long, all season long, the L.A. Kings Audio Network, the iHeartRadio app. For Darrell Evans, Nick Nixon saying so long and good night. Again, the final in game one in overtime, Alex Iafalo, the hero, Kings 4, Oilers 3. Good night, everybody. Listening to Kings Talk along the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Scores! Snuck behind a defender, deked and tucked it in down low. Follow the Kings all postseason wherever you are with the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. Download the iHeart Radio app for free. Join us next time for the excitement of LA Kings playoff hockey.